1: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com slash Acast. Hello. Did you miss me? I'm here and I'm ready for another wacky week of this beautiful podcast. Tonight's guest is none other than Barrows Ben Bloody Whitfield. I do hope someone asks him what it was like to score against Stockport on the opening day. It's the lower league look. It's the lower league look. It's the lower league look. It's the
0: lower league look.
2: Right. I don't know what clapping's going to sound like in here, but we, by the way, I'm going to just say my wall isn't finished. I've only just done this room out in the last few days. It isn't finished. This isn't the finished article. Um, but I've built this little People studio like that. myself. Exactly. i built it myself. I'm proud. Exactly. I'm the um. It's cold, it's wet, it's dark, and when in clap oh, I didn't like that noise. I'm gonna cut the claps from them. Mm. That was a that was an horrible clap. Yeah, I'll go. Ah! Nice. Oh, yours, oh, yours were very nice. Is that what that mine was very sounds good, like? Yeah. Is that what mine sounds like I don't know, normally? normally?
3: Mm, I know maybe,
2: yours, maybe. Guys, we're here. We're episode sixteen, remembered? Because we didn't do that I, tra- I love how
3: you've kept track. I love how you've kept track actual episode numbers. Uh, I've lost track yeah. of episode numbers a long time ago. How you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm in my new little room. It's I I tried to make it soundproof, but it just echoes. Um, so it didn't really work that well. But I'm here. I've got my Cavonia because I've been poorly, mm-hmm. and I've got my throat spray which I don't know what it was, but it tastes like a dentist's waiting room. But we're joined tonight, Grant. We've got a special guest, another one. There's a young man in Barrow that's doing backflips around his living room right now. watching this because there's a question coming. Ben Whitfield joining us from Barrow. Well, not from Barrow because you don't live there,
4: but playing for Barrow. Welcome. Hello. How are you? absolutely I, <laughs> <I'm> gra- I <laughs> he, am grand we don't we don't
2: we don't ask him. Tell me. we don't ask him oh. we, ne-
4: we never ask him.
3: apparently no one cares about me so thank no. you for asking exactly ben. that's what I, I I'm doing I'm doing good mate I'm doing good how about you Are you doing all right
4: I'm very well I've just sat here for two minutes listening about his not- unfinished room but I'm good now thank you But but can we just finish, before
2: before we came on, you said it looked really nice.
3: I've installed the light. Look at this thing. You're ready for this. Unfinished room. Feeling poorly. Let's all feel sorry for Liam. It's got a light in it. Put it in myself.
2: Yeah. Listen, I'm not a DIYer, but I did it. So we're here. It is episode 16. Don't know why I'm even keeping track, because we don't use numbers anymore. Um... I think it helps me to upload Spotify, but we're going to have a little bit of a chat about Mr. Whitfield here. Grant, I know you're excited because you've got some questions about a certain part of his career that I had the same questions for. So we're going to go back to the start, to the very, very start. We and always will, like, go start. back to the start. I'm going back before where Grant wanted to go because. So, but you know, what, first of all, I'm going to get one of the questions out of the way that we had. Um, we had sent in because we've got quite a few questions we've got to ask you. This is from a Dan in Barrow and he wants to know what was it like to score
4: against Stockport? I knew that was coming. I just Get did. Um, <laughs> surreal. It was good and everyone asked me at the time why didn't you celebrate properly? But I think I did celebrate but I didn't take it over the top which was I didn't want to take the mic. I'd just left nine days ago, so. But yeah, it was a good feeling. Of course, scoring a goal is the best feeling in the world.
2: So hang on. You didn't want to all go over the top with your celebrations. No. And people thought you didn't celebrate. What did you do when you scored against Bradford?
4: Oh, I went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> where 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 are you from, Ben? Uh, yeah, Bradford. Yeah, there we go. And that's why that's why
2: <laughs> Yeah, there's no love lost there, is there? Well, that's where you started, didn't you? You went you were at Bradford until I think the age of sixteen. Yeah. And then you were you were released by Bradford. You went to Silsden for a bit.
4: I did, yeah.
2: Yeah, see? Yeah, Silsden. I don't think we're a bad I I really rate Silsden. It was like, good there, to be fair. It's one of the Bradford self, yeah. mm, nice little place. Um then you went on to Geisley, mm-hmm. didn't you? Yeah. Grant, I'm gonna let you take over because this is where you get excited. <laughs> How what, excited? Well, you 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 get very easily excited, Grant.
3: Well, it was the fact that then you go on to sign in for Bournemouth under a certain Eddie Howe. And it's difficult to not get excited about Eddie Howe when we're running a League Two podcast. Yeah. Tell us a bit about Eddie Howe, why you signed, why you made the decision to go to Bournemouth, what it was like playing under Eddie Howe, training under Eddie Howe, and what your days were like at Bournemouth.
4: Uh, Well, I mean, I was supposed to sign, at the time, Huddersfield. Yeah. And Bournemouth then rang me, the Chief Scout, um, and said, listen, how do you feel about coming down um, look around Bournemouth, look around the place, the facilities, meet the assistant, meet the manager, um, that, et cetera, et cetera. Show, like, and you and your dad can come down and uh, we'll pay for your hotel for the night. So I was close to for for Huddersfield. So my dad went, come on, you've got nothing to lose here. I know it's far away. You're 17, but let's go see. You've got nothing to lose by going down. I went down there and he greeted me at the door. Which I didn't even know I'd never seen the Huddersfield manager. Greeted me at the door um, with the Chief Scout, showed me around the stadium, basically spent a full the full morning with him. Um went out to watch training. Um and it was just I didn't expect that. I was 17 years old going to a championship club and yeah. the manager was there in front of me and just like it was just it was just like a normal, a normal person. It could have been anyone. And for him to do that was kind of a big thing for me because it makes you feel wanted. I didn't yeah. have to do that, and he did. And I went out and watched training, and then after training, I saw him again. So, yeah, it, it was it was good. Do
2: you know what I take from that story there at the beginning? You said that they said, come down to Bournemouth, we'll get you a hotel. And your dad were like, come on, you need, you need to go. That's a Yorkshire man, that seeing a free night away in a hotel, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you bang on. There was no it. way. Even if you'd signed at Huddersfield, he was still going for tonight were wasn't he? Yeah,
4: he was,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> night out Bournemouth.
2: Yeah. That's good, though, that he, the fact that he was there. He was there and he you know, was willing to, to meet with you because we, we interviewed Don Telford, who went to Stoke from Blackpool. Yeah. Obviously, he, he was already in the Championship, but... He didn't ever speak to Mark Hughes in the three years mm. he was there. And that yeah. for me is surreal. You know, you because they had the under twenty threes and that's where he got moved to. And but yeah, I didn't I didn't have a conversation with him whilst at Stoke.
4: That's which, what I mean. Like I didn't even know the Dodgers field manager was, I never even saw him. And I, I, to this day I still don't even know who it was. But
2: I bet you I bet you're glad as well. he you? was just
4: yeah, it was the, it was honestly the best thing I ever did. It was yeah. genuinely the best thing I ever did, and I wouldn't be where I am now if it, if it wasn't for me going... and <laughs> like a, a make accident there. Going down there. So, yeah, I'm I'm so happy I did it. Yeah. And to be fair, it is my. it was because my dad. My dad wanted a free night away and saw the opportunity and saw the right <laughs> sign because I want more free nights away.
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing when he's like, oh, I can go to Bournemouth every weekend, he'll pay for us. Oh, the club, oh, they're going to make it great. I, I like it. I, you've got to. You've got to respect it. Um, so what? I mean, you were at you were at Bournemouth for a while,
4: but five years. Five years is it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think you signed your fourth twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen. So yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Five five years. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Four or five years.
2: You didn't play for the first team, did you? No. In that time what made you keep re-signing with them?
4: Just, so I think it was my, so I signed in the January, did six months, and then that pre-season, he I got my first call up to the first-team training. And then I did pre-season with basically the whole first team, played for them in the first-team friendlies. And knowing how I was never going to play in the championship. Yeah, in the, for the first time, I was seventeen. Uh, might have been eight. I was eighteen, so knowing that, but then just that experience, and then uh, I went out on loan, and then every time I come back that preseason from from my loan, the pre following preseason, I'd always train with them, and I think mm-hmm. just the experience I got from being there was, uh, that's why I just kept resigning. I thought I'm not gonna if I go sign for a, a team in the Conference League Two or whatever. I'm not that. Experience you get, even if it's for a month, I, I wouldn't have got anywhere else. No, fair play, fair play. Um, it does say it's when, you, it's when you
3: look at the likes, of the names that you're playing with as well, and that's your, <laughs> your Callum Wilson's, your Matt ritchie's Christian Atsu wingers as well coming through. Yeah. So, was there players there that were t- who was there anyone in particular that took you in as a young player? And yeah. kind of helped mould you throughout that time when you were at Bournemouth.
4: Yeah, there was there was a couple. To be fair, there was Matt Pugh because he was uh, he's a Northern lad, so he he took me on early doors. To be fair, took me under his wing, and, and Matt Ritchie. I had a good relationship with him. He was he was brilliant. As soon as I signed, he was because we we had similar haircuts. So I got mistaken for him a few times. It's A bit awkward, but. <laughs> I remember walking yeah. in and uh, a load of kids, even some adults, ran up to him, Matt Ritchie, Matt Ritchie. I was like, oh, no. Did you just That's go cool. along with it? I tried to, and then they realised. <laughs> 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 well,
2: yeah. And so it, it, We know Wikipedia is obviously sometimes miles out, but
4: mm-hmm.
2: when it's talking about the clubs before you signed for Bournemouth, it says you've been linked to a number of Premier League clubs as well.
4: Before Bournemouth? Yeah. Uh, Do you recall
2: a... any in particular,
4: or was it championship? I think when I... There was talks of... I think it was after I'd signed for Bournemouth, that first six months. Yeah. And when I was playing the 23s, I just... I, I think I went, like, 10 or 12 games. I just scored every game, and we were playing, like, Southampton, Tottenham. And I think then there was started to be, like, some interest from, like things like that but he never he never went anywhere he, i think it was all just talk to be honest just, so.
2: just your agent picking you up
4: probably yeah at, the, yeah at that time
2: yeah oh don't worry i know you've got a different agent now i do yeah you
4: do um yeah we like your agent now yeah he will want <laughs> he'll, he'll to shout out so cheers Dan. Because yeah. I, hey, dan. cheers Dan. Cheers, dan. He he i've got a quote out. from dan
2: to talk about in this don't you worry oh brilliant it's not for, not a quote to us. It's a quote that he's made in your career. You'll probably know what it is um, when we get to it. But yeah, so yes. you're at Bournemouth. You go out on loan. Um, Kidderminster was that was the first place that you went out on loan. Not a great season. No, for them it, it ended horrifically. Really, didn't it? They obviously got relegated. But on a personal yeah. level, players, player, supporters, player of the year award for yourself. I think we what we eighteen at the time.
4: Uh, yeah, 18, 18 and then that, yeah. That's not bad, is 18, it? 18. No, I enjoyed it, to be fair. Good, great little club. Yeah, Loved it. Yeah.
2: Um, got relegated. You know, these things happen. Can't mm-hmm. always, I mean, the fact that you won a, the, the awards, can't blame you, don't worry. We don't blame you. <laughs> um, and I don't think any Kidderminster fans listen to this. But you then end up at, at Yorville than the following season. I really like Yovel. Like, I've always really liked Yovel. For me, I think it's the friendliest place I've ever been
4: in my life. Um, There's only five people
2: there. Well, the, the, and <laughs> the ground is in the middle of, a, like, an old people's housing estate.
4: Yeah, it is. <laughs> you like You like your time down south, don't you? Do you know what? It's, it's weird, because sometimes, I think, I really do like it down there. But at the time, I think there was only two options I had, and they are both down south. So, mm. but yeah, I do, I do, I do like it down there. Yeah,
3: we just looking. Yeovil, Bournemouth. We'll get to talk to you in about as well. But yeah, sorry, Liam, I totally cut you off there, mate.
2: Don't don't worry. I think I brought my computer then. Don't I've just don't worry. Um, going on doing stuff here. <laughs> so yeah, you end up at Yeovil. What was it like actually playing for Yorval? Because they've got that, they've got that. I don't know if they've had any work done on it since I last went. But the the away end used to be it was like similar to Gillingham's, wasn't it? Scaffolding.
4: Yeah, I don't think it was like it wasn't like that when I was there. It was still yeah, open. Yeah. There was no stand over the the away end. Uh, there was a stand, so there was no cover. There was no
2: cover. Uh, it was it, they had like barbed wire fences above because we all went dressed as Santa. Uh, two days before Christmas and we had like nylon Santa outfits on and we all threw them and got them stuck on barbed wire because we are like, it was going to be a nightmare and we sat on coach before we left watching them with a brush trying to get (laughs) these Santa suits down. Um, You spent some time at Yeovil. Now, you've had one red card in your career. (laughs) spoke about this before we recorded, so I know that you remember it, so you can't <laughs> even pretend. Uh, but before Boy, I do, God. before I do, I have a question that... Red card, Jeff. You
0: um,
2: you I must have missed it. I've got a question that's been sent in. Um, it's from a Daniel in Barrow. He wants to know what it was like to score against Stockport.
4: It was fantastic, Dan. Honestly, fantastic. It was brilliant. Thank you. I'm glad. He'll be
3: happy. He'll be delighted. Uh Grant, I know you you've I'm glad we've got that one out of the way. Yeah, I am as well. Grant, I know you've got
2: a question or two as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a couple of questions
3: as well.
2: We'll space them out. Um, red cards. So you got your red card away to the team. Oh, sorry, not at home, sorry. It was I can't pronounce I'm not gonna say Yorval's ground because I've never been able to say it. I'm not gonna pronounce it. Can you when you play there? Hewish Park. Huish Park. Huish. That doesn't seem right to me. It sounds like it should be. Huish. So, Carlisle came down. You're playing them this weekend. Uh,
4: You got yourself a red card.
2: What happened? What happened, Ben?
4: Um, So, that week, the gaffer, Darren Way, had been saying, You need to start heading footballs. You don't edit enough. So the keeper's sent it long. I've gone, yes, bang, headed it, thinking, oh, wow, where's that? Go? It's just gone straight up in the air. Literally straight up in the air. And then I've ran after it full pelt, and the defenders ran at me, and I've gone up Then just gone like that. Stuck my elbow, gone to edit, but turned, and it, he headed my elbow. And that's that.
2: You can take the lad out of Bradford. <laughs>
4: See, I promise I did not mean
3: it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. That's not like us. Right. So, on the subject of heading footballs. So, and I don't know what the talks of may be down south, but in Scotland. They've been told that the professional clubs are not allowed to head the ball the day before a match or the day after the match in heading. They're what? not allowed to they're not allowed to do it. This is all now to do with I um, potential brain injuries, potential dementia in football. What would the atmosphere be like and training be like if this came in down south? How do football players view this? of coming in saying that you're not allowed to head the ball? Oh,
0: don't that's, don't a, that's a
3: pretty serious question, but... I don't yeah, it's not one ahead of since. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't don't apply to me. Don't. Yeah,
4: just <laughs> don't, well, still don't like, head the ball. On the Friday, when you're obviously doing your bits on the opposition, There's some teams are direct, so you've got a. That's how the other team that you're playing against, like on the Friday, that, that's how they play. So, I don't know, it won't really work. I don't. That, that I, yet,
3: don't I don't see how you can say a centre backs. Oh, by the way, the day before a match and the day after a match, are not allowed to head the ball.
4: Yeah, I can't see that working. It'll it will get to a stage where it'll stop in, it'll stop in football completely.
2: I think it's nice at the minute of footballs to agree not to injure players' brains on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and only Fridays and Sundays. <laughs> It's, it's insane, isn't it? He's it's, it's a baffling. That you can't do it on a Friday. Like, why? What? Do double heading on a Thursday, then don't you? Because they know they yeah. can't do
3: it on a Friday. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, it, it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. I think Heading's been about in football for years and. Yeah. I think sometimes it's instinct, isn't it? I mean I've i never
2: played football at any sort of level, but like there's the times where the ball bounces up in front of you and you you're running and you just you do just
4: it's... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But who's gonna tell you off? That's a good like, point. If they do it on a Friday bef- before the game and they do head a ball, who's gonna what's gonna happen?
3: That's not what? as if your coach is gonna run on or Pete Wilde's gonna I mean. come yeah, on and go gonna...
4: Stop fucking heading <laughs> on the ball. Oh no, yeah. What if
2: you've got got shit feet and all you can do is head?
4: I play with a couple of them.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Niall Canavan would get Fridays off. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. He He scares He's head of football, (laughs) by the way. Yeah, I know he can head a football. He can a football. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He wouldn't need to be there. They'd just be like, "Niall, just don't bother. Just stay at home. Son. You're all right." Um <laughs> He's gonna, yeah. He's I genuinely don't don't point out who I am when you come down. <laughs> just First thing him. I'm gonna do now. Oh,
3: he'll head. He'll head you, Liam.
2: <laughs> yeah, you'll tell him tomorrow, and he'll go. Yeah, that king dick. I remember him. Um no. Right. So anyway, you you're at you're at your when you got that red card, manager did say, and this is his quote, sending off will prove to be a learning curve for the lad. Did yeah. You, was it for
4: you? It was yeah, what was I it? it? I edited it since. There you go. <laughs> no, you're, it did, you're running it like wasn't. that again. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't. Like I it was so unintentional. I I still couldn't believe it at the time. When he pulled out a red card, I literally stood there, huh? I'd never even been carded before, so to get my first one, it'd be a straight red. I, was like, oh, <laughs> honest. I honestly didn't think it was me. I thought it was yeah. <laughs> someone else. <off. laughs> no, but they yeah, it, it was. They appealed it as well, so but it didn't. It, nothing happened from it. So. It, didn't, it didn't work, did
3: it? No, it didn't. No. What um, was the what was the chat after with the gaffer? What was the chat like there?
4: I think, I can't actually remember. I think he said, "I know," I said to head the ball, but you didn't need to go in with your elbow. <laughs> Something, something along them lines. I was like, oh, I didn't mean to. I've never edited one. I thought that's what you did. Thought, well, you do, the way. Way. you,
2: you jump. and that's that is. I can kind of see. You, you see, see it, it every
4: jump. I've jumped and gone like that, and then thought about heading it, but then just turned my back. I, didn't <laughs> <head>. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can honestly say I didn't even go for the header. I've just just completely bottled it. Oh Christ!
2: Well. That season ended. Yorville finished 20th. um, And at that point, that summer, you then uh, joined Port Vale on loan. Yeah. Six-month loan, isn't it? In the summer – sorry, in the January, you were going to move, weren't you? You were going to move there permanently, but something – well, this is where I come on to Dan. So was it your previous agent – that stopped yes, that,
4: that move was. happening? Well, oh, well yeah, did stop it happening. But the advice he gave me, I had another club interested. Um, but I wanted to, I was doing well. Yeah. yeah. Manager, new manager coming, I was playing every week. I was playing well, probably the best I've played. And I wanted to stay, but I felt like, because I, I liked it at if I didn't want to leave permanently. But the deal was good. And then he basically just gave me completely the wrong advice. Um, And then, yeah, I went to, I was going to sign, went and met the manager with my dad and things like that. And even though obviously i played under him, but he invited me around to his house and he thought I'd said I was going to sign permanently when I hadn't. But then it all just went, yeah, it just went sour and, I still didn't want to leave. So I said, listen, I want to sign on loan. So I, I signed on loan again for another six months.
2: And then in the, uh, in the summer you ended up signing on a two year deal anyway, um, yeah. because you get yourself a new agent. Hi Dan. Oh, Hi Dan. Right, Dan. Um, <clears throat> but then after a while at Port Vale, new manager comes in, you ended up transfer listed, didn't you? Yeah, I did. At the, yeah. End of, at the end of the season. Of um, yeah, yeah. And then the contract was ended by terminated by mutual consent. And Dan took to Twitter. And this is my quote from Dan. And he said, Sometimes you have to do everything you can to get a player away from a man.
3: <laughs> sometimes <laughs> Sometimes <is> the- <laughs> you have to do everything you can <laughs> to get a player away from a manager. Even if that means <laughs> I'm taking a step back. Dying to you
2: guys! <laughs> anyway. So your contract's ended by mutual consent at the end of the
3: season. <clears throat>
2: and your agent took
3: Twitter. And he, said, <laughs> and he said, sometimes you have to do everything you can to get a player away from a manager. Even if that means taking a step back to go several steps forward. Remember it like
4: it was yesterday. Did you remember did you remember him saying that? Yeah. Because he told me he'd never ever tweeted anything like it, but it was so needed he had to. Yeah. It was like, and I think what it means by a step backwards, obviously I dropped down a league. But yeah. I needed I needed to do it. Um like you said, to take several steps forward. Yeah. And what,
2: what so sort of, can you can you go
4: into what went wrong? Um phew. Yeah, so basically, me and the manager had had just had a fallout, but the reason for it wasn't like it wasn't right. He told me I hadn't scored enough goals, but I hadn't played under him. The game I played, he came in, I think he took charge of five games. I think we'd lost four and we'd won one, and I was the only person to score. So. Oh. Like he, what the reasons he was giving me weren't valid, and yep. obviously I couldn't. I, I didn't. I'm not the type of player that goes out and says anything out of line or anything like that. But I just said like I didn't think they were valid, and that was that. And then he he just t- didn't didn't like me for for that reason really.
2: It's a good job your agent is, isn't is it. It's a good job your agent's there to, to speak out when he needs to then.
4: Um, yeah, and that's what I mean. Dan was. Wasn't happy at all. I mean, yeah, I think he tried to speak to him several times, but he was having none of it, so he took to Twitter.
3: <laughs> Good on, Dan. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that's what's needed, isn't it? There's yeah, nothing's being listened to. Be Go into the most, the most public place to get your message out, and then people will pay attention to it.
2: Yeah, of course. How did the fans react to, to, to that? Did you see any fan reaction to you or towards dan's comments
4: yeah i mean i'd say 85 percent of the fans liked me liked me on the pitch liked me off the pitch you get you get fans everywhere that that take a dislike to you um so there was a couple of comments um it's the comments that aren't true that you see that someone could say something in the street and it goes all over twitter when it's just not true so it's then comments you think well do you reply but i just left it um but I think they know they know like I was I was a genuine person off the pitch and every time I stepped foot on it i, I tried my hardest or worked my worked my socks off and did everything I could like I have done at every club really.
3: Indeed. That's all you need to do to keep football fans happy and exactly, show that yeah. you're you're willing to put the work in. If you put the work in, they absolutely love you to death. Yeah, of course. We're simple we're simple people, football fans. <laughs> Some more than others. Um I have a question. <laughs>
2: I have a question. Um, Grant, do you want to do (laughs) your?
3: Yeah, I've got a question. Um, It has come in from two seconds. I shouldn't get the name. It's from Dan. (laughs) He's a Barrow fan. (laughs) And he said, ask Whitfield what it was like when scoring in front of the county fans, not long after you've just left.
4: <laughs> oh dear, um, Dan, it was, it was, good. I mean, there's nothing more to say other than I really enjoyed it. My first goal for Barrow, and we won the game. Most important thing. Um, so the question.
2: It's a good good question. He actually followed it up with a second one. He says, what was it like scoring against Stockport just after (laughs) you joined?
4: I hated it, Dan. (laughs) 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 Yes, I love
2: it. Um, Oh, God. We're going to have (laughs) to... I'm gonna have to stop that. I, I'm because I moved downstairs. I'm two floors away from toilet now, and I can't laugh. I, if I need toilet, I'm done. Take me 40 minutes. Um see <coughs> so I'm not well. So you leave Port Vale. Um, like you say, there's fans that are a bit dicks at all clubs, let's be honest, they are. But When you say the things that aren't true, and you you, you'll you'll see things written online. As as a footballer, you'll see rumours put online constantly. I'm guessing. Um, Do you remember anything specific? You Got any like particular rumours that you remember, or you you read at the time and thought
4: what? Um, not really. It's more it's more the ones where they say, "Oh yeah, his attitude's really bad." Um, he missed training. He, he, he'd been on a night out and he didn't turn up for training when none of that I'd never missed a day's training in my life uh, my injury was spot on every single day did I'd you go on been, nights
2: out and then go training?
4: never I've never, <laughs> never ever done that I, I'm, I've gone on a night out on a weekend but yeah. never like that's just like someone that, uh, I'm pretty sure every single footballer's done that mm. um, after a game or whatever yeah, Omari But Patrick. yeah, it's the ones where it's the ones where they say, "Oh, yeah, his attitude is, is rubbish and, and things like that." I mean, when the manager made me go train with the youth team at the end, then obviously my head was completely gone. No, no one comes into training as a professional footballer to then get got sent to the youth team to train on my own. But some days yeah. I was training on my own, get told I wasn't allowed back in the club and things. So when I'd done That's, nothing wrong,
3: it's weird to know that that actually happens and it's not just people that do it on Football Manager.
4: No, it's just. That happens. It's <laughs> um, crazy.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 I, think, I thought I thought you
3: were gonna I thought you were gonna do it. By the way, when we're on when we're going back and heading there, I decided that I was gonna check out your heading stat on Football Manager. <laughs> They've given you an eight.
4: What's it out of eight? Eight out of twenty. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say eight. I was gonna say. <laughs> It, sound, it sounds
3: like it sounds like a generous stat.
4: I I would take
3: that.
0: You
2: would take oh, that. Oh, okay, God. so what do you in your career? What do you think's higher, your current heading stat on Football Manager, or the number of headers you've won? Fuck <laughs> <My> that! <laughs> I'm gonna ask. Um, we will have to see if we know anyone at Barrow. But I'm gonna ask people at someone to count headers between now and end of season for you i'm venturing. actually
4: really i'm good at the first part which is jumping i just missed the ball and it <laughs> the defender heads it but i can jump higher than them i just don't it don't don't work that's
2: like me with the kicking i can swing my leg really hard and hit the ball. the ball <laughs> not hit the ball but it do not ever go that way <laughs> over there it's it goes everywhere it's great
4: I take my hat off to the like Tom Pope, for instance, at Port Vale, best header of a ball I've ever seen. And yeah, yeah he, he couldn't kick it. Like we said, they had the conversation about heading on a Friday. He had, he had three heads. It was unbelievable. He was so good. Every time you cross the ball in the box, his header would be on target, no matter where he where the ball landed or from the yeah. cross. He, he was the best header of a ball I've seen. And then every now and again,
2: you get a. Full- footballer who crops up at clubs around league two constantly who can't head can't kick can't run and you you sit and you wonder certain players i you as a fan you look and you go how do these players continually get clubs like how good is this agent to be able to get this guy
3: a deal at this club um so that how, is... how rich is Mike Fondop's agent? Yeah, and that is a I direct
4: was question at me. Then
3: I thought it was sitting at me. No. And Dan, I was, gonna, no. I was <laughs> going no, to. No,
2: no, all. no, no, no. It's, it's a direct question for <laughs> Theo Robinson. Um, <laughs> the 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 one for me. Um, no, I'm joking. I love Theo Robinson and Mike Fondop. We've had a bit of a Mike Fondop was our first ever subject on this podcast. We just spoke about Fondop for an hour. Uh, <laughs> And then he signed for Oldham and I went and met him. Such a guy. So you ended up going to Torquay. You took that step backwards to take those steps forwards, and you you went to Torquay. You ended up playing there under Dave Challoner, Gary
4: Johnson,
3: Gary
2: Johnson. Right, we're going to edit that out because it's Stockport where he played under Dave Challoner. Yeah,
3: fucking <laughs> fume. I'm I'm poorly. And by the way, a very successful Torquay team with some good players on that team as well
4: yeah that first was it first year or second year well both years um yeah both years we we, first year we started off really well um and then we just we we went on a bit of a bad run um but that second year i got injured in the march but that that whole first six to seven months off. We, we just, I think we played. We played Stockport the opening day of the season that second season. Um, Who did uh, you play
2: both... the last game of the second season? Do you remember? The last game. Of
4: the second season. I oh. mean, that would
3: be the that would be the playoff final. Is it it? Heart of, yeah. Yeah. Heart of the pool. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Oh, I didn't know if you meant the playoff final. I thought you meant the.
3: Yeah, no, no, the last game of
2: the season. I, I that's that's where I got Chaloner from. I think because you obviously played pools. Yeah. At the, I See, I have, I have logic with everything I do, which just don't always make sense to everyone else. But, but yeah. yeah, we
4: went in from that game and said we're going to win the league, and we went all at will. We just missed it, but we had a great group that year.
2: <clears throat> you did. You you went on to the playoff final. Um, one of, the, I think, for me, one of one of the best player finals I've ever seen. As what a crazy a match! <laughs> so.
4: Yeah, it was it's mad. Gone. It was mad.
2: <laughs> we have we have a question for you about your keeper that season, Lucas. Yeah, what is he like? Crackers. Right. So, is it just is that
4: just him in a in a nutshell? Yeah, he's brilliant. He's just crackers. Nuts.
3: Like, is he, it just it just comes across as mental.
2: <laughs> he just, I mean, hes not got the best decision-making skills.
4: He had some game though, flipping heck! Oh, he did. Oh, you'll never—I don't think you'll ever write that.
3: A crazy game, and it came off the back. So, Allison had just scored the header for Liverpool, and then he was like, "Right, I'm just going to go and do the exact same thing in the last minute in the playoff final."
4: Yeah,
3: and I, go and score that because pools were flapping coming to the end of that second half because Torquay were just firing everything forward
4: yeah mm. and Then I mean you batted this first half I remember mm. and because we we played you early in that season and one five beat you five nil at your You beat
3: us five nil yep
4: and you were a completely different team like but I think when we scored, when he scored that game uh, in the 91st minute whenever it was I just thought yeah sit now we'll win this
3: i i was i had to watch that at home so me and my dad were sat and as soon as that went in they were all, he was going i need to phone you in a group chat call I'm, like, I'm not getting on the phone through extra time and penalties for this and i was like i can't go through another season of this and it was horrible but what a game to watch yeah it was
4: it was brilliant so who
2: like Grant says I can't go through another season of that? Like he's not about to. <laughs> we're going
3: through a season, we're going through this season. <laughs> who is the crazier goalkeeper? Is it Kovalan or is it Arthur Boric?
4: See, I was never really that I never really got that close with Arthur Boric. <clears throat> the, all keepers are they're in their own little world are they yeah so i'm gonna to have to say lucas because i spent a full season with him and he was just he's nuts
2: did you see his red card earlier this season
4: which one i swear he's at about five
2: <laughs> no i don't I, I don't think he has this season i think he went on loan didn't he to chesterfield
4: that's, that, that's where I, oh yeah he's at, uh, where yeah he's still at chesterfield isn't it
2: yeah 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 he, uh, his
4: stamp
3: my favourite one was when he need Harry McCurdy. That was quite funny.
4: Last season? I, think, that, I yeah. think that's the one I'm thinking of.
2: Yeah, this he early said- this season, completely off the ball, striker down on the floor next to him.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he just went, bang, stamped on him. I don't think, he, I don't, he might have had one, I think, at Torquay. And then he went to Port Vale.
3: And he two. got like
4: three off, yeah, two or three then. And then he's gone to Hesterfield. Like, he did it again. I was like, oh, God. It was yeah, two,
3: they, it was like his first two games that he had. It was the first game of the season um for Port Vale get sent off and then I think someone must have paid him to knee Harry McCurdy because <laughs> everyone was just laughing about it. And then um he, he just dropped him completely.
4: Uh, but
3: yeah. What about who would who would win a fight then? Um <laughs> Canavan. Oh. Or cover line? Canavan. Canavan. <laughs> it's <laughs> grand, it's Canavan. It's not even
0: close.
3: It's not even
2: Canavan would win that fight with me, you, and Debbie's back.
4: Yeah, I was going to say Canavan could take on the whole Talkie team plus Covelan and still yeah. come out on top. I, I would not be going near that man. No. no, not at all. He's uh
2: yeah. I yeah. When he left us last season, obviously he left not not under a cloud because we we were gutted when he left um but he is he, uh, from, from the story we understand is he stood up for having Finn cousin dawson um he stood up for him when uh derrick adams essentially said some 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 stuff that he shouldn't have said basically threw him under the bus in a post-match interview and Canavan kind of stood up and said no nah, that's not right and two days later he was gone Oh, um, so, yeah don't, don't, don't fully know the reasons But he would probably Still be here if he'd not Been yeah. that sort of person that will stand up for oh, him, yeah. Which is what he need. Yeah, to be fair, no, no bad blood, I don't think From from Bradford um, yeah. Obviously there'll be those fans that still do him when he comes But don't worry He's used to it, he got booed a lot last season As well, in first half yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it, I love it. So after Torquay, you were linked with a move to Swindon.
4: Is that right? I've got here. Then that, li- that, that that was I think that was before. I went I played a game uh when Port Vale put me on the transfer list. I went on trial at Cheltenham and Swindon. Um and then obviously that never happened, so I went to Torquay.
2: I'll see we've got we've got it here. After at the end of your Torquay contract, it says you were linked with a move to Swindon and denied you rejected Torquay's new contracts. And then signed for stop
4: Oh no, it wasn't Swin what have been Swindon? Might have been might I? no no, I don't think it was Swindon. Mm. It... No, it might have been Sutton.
2: Oh, don't know. Yeah, maybe Sutton's got, got Swindon, but we'll be able to say Sutton. I like Sutton as well.
1: Um. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash acast and use code ACAST for 20% off your first
2: purchase. So you end up at Stopport. With Dave Chaloner, I believe. Um but just before we do, I've got a question that's been sent in from uh it's a YouTube page is just coming from uh, I think it's French because it's Barrow on tour. Um, it wants to know what was it like to score that goal in front of Stockport fans just after you'd signed for Barrow.
4: It's funny you should ask that because I actually haven't heard that question in quite a while. I'm glad. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's really funny. And I've been thinking about that this whole live too. Oh glad, well here we go then. Um yeah, I really did enjoy it. Um, you really did enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I did good answer. Good this it is a good and it's a very good answer. Mm. Um, Thank you. Um but before we talk about I've got a question about scoring against Stockport later for you. Um <laughs> <laughs> You you signed for Stockport first, uh, two year deal two <laughs> last year for for Dave Challoner. Um,
4: Who's for? Stanley no, sorry, sorry, it for sorry, it wasn't for
2: Dave Challoner. Sorry, it wasn't for Dave Challoner, was it? Because uh, Challoner didn't come in. I was that's what I was just reading. Challoner didn't come in until sort of November time, did he? When November, he left. Yeah. The but in the summer, you already spoke to Challoner, didn't you? I
4: had, yeah,
2: yeah. So we're allowed to talk about that. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. So you you spoken about a move to Hartlepool. That was yeah. from what you'd said before we started talking. You is that that was a pretty serious offer.
4: Yeah. We, we had. I met him. Uh, had a serious chat with him. Um, I played against him the year before, so I knew what his teams were like and knew him as a manager. And every every man, every player wants to go where they wanted, don't they? And he he seemed yeah. to have serious interest. Yeah.
2: So why didn't it go through in the end? What was the reason you didn't end up at at Pools? Um, And why was it Raj
4: Singh? I think think Stockport, I don't know. Um, I think everything about it as a whole, um, facilities, they'd just been taken over by a new owner. When I met them, the project they had... um, I sat down with the CEO there and he he literally ran through the next four years and it was something that excited me and I looked at him and thought, you know what, it reminded me a lot like when I signed at Bournemouth. That's Mm -hmm. how I can describe Mm -hmm. it. And that's what I instantly thought of. So I thought, you know what, Like I know it's the same league, but I know there's rumours, obviously they spend a lot of money, etc. But the facilities... And the players they had and the fan base and everything, I just thought, you know what, we're going to have a real good go. And I'd, I want to be part of, I had a t- good taste of it at Torquay, getting to the final, why not go one further? And I know the Football League interest was already there at the time, but I thought, well, I'd, I'd like to be part of a, a big promotion push and, and yeah. see where it takes me.
3: They're a team that seems to have a clear vision, just now yeah. of where they, where they want to be in yeah. the next three, four years. They want to be League One even pushing to Championship. That's yeah. the see Stockport right now. It's infuriating for you, is grand. it, it's, it, oh, it kills me still. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
2: manager. no. Yeah. Well, did you ever, did you meet, obviously you were there for a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you did. Uh, Steve Bellis is club president there, isn't he? Yeah, there? what guy? He's Honestly, I, I met him earlier this season and just introduce myself. We, we I thought oh, I'll just have a quick thirty second chat with him. I, I sat with him for probably an hour and a half. Yeah. Well a lovely, just, lovely
0: guy, yeah.
2: Um like he, he's Yeah, I'm going to there's a game in we play them in January, um which we don't know what we can when it's happening because of the FA Cup. And yeah. If we get through, but what we've said is, you know, if they get through to the FA Cup, I'm still going to go because he's inviting me. I'm going to have a sit down with it. Like he's such a nice guy. Yeah. And it seem like yeah. there's not many bad eggs at that
4: club at the minute. No. There um, was, oh, wasn't when I was there. I mean, he he was so welcoming, and I yeah. like, well, the day I signed, I got a massive paragraph off him, and I think he does that to every player. So like you. would it's not often you get that and fair play to him he is a lovely guy.
2: He is stockport through and through, isn't he? Yeah, massively, yeah. It's it's, it's great. Um so in November time, Dave Challoner comes in. Um the club are sitting eighth, I believe, in the national league at the mm. time. And Challoner comes in and you know, the year before he's taken pools up in the in the playoffs, he go, he just comes in and you guys just steamroll everything that's in that league, everything that's put in front of you. Yeah.
4: You just I mean, I got injured at the t- his first game. Yeah. I s- scored against Bolton and then fractured my metatarsal, which wasn't ideal. No, but it happens, doesn't it? I yeah. think not while celebrating, <laughs> I guess. But <laughs> sometimes it happens. Um, and yeah, he just came in and had a clear vision of where he wanted to go with the club, and he just everything that got put in front of us, they just smashed it. Fair yeah. play to the boys.
2: Yeah, and do you know what? I think when we looked at that league last season, we couldn't pick who it was going to be because you had yourselves at the time, you had Wrexham, who obviously you're always going to put Wrexham to be there because yeah. that's what they're doing money-wise. Yeah. You had Chesterfield, obviously things went horrifically wrong for Chesterfield. Yeah. Um, it, it's such a tight league and obviously the two-up system... It doesn't, I don't think it's fair. No. It is it's it is what it is, isn't it? So you end up coming up or you end up obviously winning the league. You've got another year left on your contract. Mm -hmm. The conversation obviously then comes about that you can leave. How how does a man well not how does a manager, because I know every manager treats it different does does different things. Um Phil Parkinson, for example. Grant's dad will love this. Grant's dad hates I, Phil Parkinson. Doesn't
3: like him. Um, Don't know
2: why. No, he can't tell us why. He genuinely can't tell us why. Because obviously for, for me, as a Bradford fan, Phil Parkinson is the best manager we've ever had. Yeah. Um, but Phil Parkinson, <laughs> I did a, an interview with a couple of ex-players from that that season at Bradford. And they said that at the end of the season, they think he had two phones. And what he would do is he would call you so your phone would start ringing, but he'd call you off the other phone at the same time so that when this phone then started ringing it would go to your voicemail, he'd disconnect this one and then he'd just leave you a voicemail so that he didn't have to speak to you in person. <laughs> and it was silly
4: things. It's nice. like it. too clever.
2: It was very clever, but he left he left a voicemail for one player. I don't know if I can say it because I can't remember if this part was on the podcast or not, but... He, uh, basically, he said that, he left a voicemail saying, um, after he'd sent him home for the summer saying, there's a deal for you, definitely, it's on the table, I've had it all approved, I'll be in touch. He left my a voicemail saying, look, I'm not even going to show you what they've offered you. I think you should find another club. They're not even offering you anywhere near what you, what I think you, you're worth, blah, 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 blah. And in the end, the player ran back and was like, no, I want to see the offer. I'm still, I'm still interested because he, he really liked being at the club. It's like, I, I'm coming to the end of my career. I still want to know. You know, I, I, I'd be happy to look at taking it, but no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna let you see this. It's not, it's insulting. And, and they have just never spoke to him again. Oh wow! And that's how he used to let people go from their contracts. I'm hoping that Dave Challenger's is not like that.
4: No, I no. mean. It was, to be fair, because when I came back from my foot, I pulled my quad as well, whilst rehabbing. Um, So then I struggled, but because I'd done my foot, I didn't want to, I played with my quad, like pulled for a couple of weeks, because I just didn't want to sit out. I didn't know it was pulled at the time. I just thought it might have been like just severe doms or whatever. And I struggled to get back in after I'd sat out for a while with my quad. Um, and then I finally got back in on the last game of the season, came off the bench. Because we had such a strong squad and you can only have 16, I even, I, I couldn't make the squad. Um, how is
3: that How is that mentally for a player when you can't yeah, make the squad? Tough. And that is that is what you've been doing for year yeah. in, year out. How, how does that affect you mentally?
4: I mean, that's the first time I've ever had it where I haven't made a squad um, on a Saturday. <clears throat> I mean, I've been told at the end of the season I can go like at Port Vale, but during the season... I've never, I've, not made, never not made a squad, and that was the first time, and it was, it was tough because when it's had like the first time, you don't, you kind of don't expect it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was frustrating as well because I felt like I was training well as well, which was the hard part because I couldn't understand why I wasn't then getting a chance.
2: Did he bring um, Ollie Crankshaw in when you got injured? Is that why he brought Ollie? No, Crankshaw? he brought
4: him in. He brought him in. I played on the opposite flank when I was at, at Bolton. He played on the right, I played on the left. Right, right.
2: Because obviously so, he, he brought him in midway through the season, didn't he? And yeah. he, he sort of became his super sub.
4: Yeah. Well, that's think... what I mean. He came in with the vision of playing a four at the back, which the old manager was playing a five. So four at the back meant he played with wingers. And he said I was a massive part of the plan because that's what he wanted to play. But then I got injured, and he had no other wingers at all, um, which was obviously he found a new way when I was injured, and it worked, and they were flying. So he wasn't going to go away from that, and I understood that. I got my head around that bit, but I can also play in the ten.
3: <clears throat> so did you did you revert back to his three at the back with two wing backs? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. So I get that that it, it was working for him. We won 15, 16 games in the past. I ain't gonna come back from injury and go. Oh, I deserve to be played because that's not yeah. that's not me. But so I understood that. But yeah, like you say, it's difficult when you're not in, getting in a squad. It was, it was tough.
2: And then how does the how does it, the conversation come about for you to, to to move on? Does he come to you and say you're free to go, or?
4: Well, we had our end of season meetings, um, and I went in there honestly thinking, right, he's gonna go. Listen, Ben, thank you, but. I'm bringing in players and you're not going to be part of it. But it was a complete opposite. And he went in and he said, listen, you've had a frustrating season. I know what you can do. We've both got unfinished business in League Two. Um, let's have a real good go at it next year. You were part of my plans. Um, and pre-season came about and that kind of all changed. Right. Well, that's so, crap, isn't it? Well, yeah, it is. Um I mean, quite early on in preseason, I got the hint that Barrow was interested, but didn't get the hint that Stockport wanted rid of me. Um, right. It was only till a bit later on in preseason, um, well, nine days before the start of the season, because that's when I signed that they really didn't they didn't want me anymore.
0: And then so nine
2: beginning. days later, you played Stockport, didn't you, in the opening game? I believe you
3: scored against yeah. them as well.
2: I have a grant. I have a question that's been sent in about that goal. What sort of question? It's uh, he's he's actually well, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna describe because it's a video he's done inter interpretive dance for his question. Um, but I, essentially, what I think he's he's saying, um, his name's Daniel and he's from Barrow. And oh, he I think I do know him, you know, you might know him. Um, I've
4: heard of him, yeah.
2: Yeah, he's like Troy. He's a bit like Troy McClure. He's been in everything, um, including your DMs. So, he... <laughs> oh Dan, you know we do like you, really. Come on, it's just we've got to we've got we've got laugh. We'll all cry about this, Dan. But yeah, Dan wants to know what was it like to score that goal. To be fair, I know we've obviously joked about it and stuff, but I really do want to know because that was what. <laughs> What what was, was it? it like because my
4: actual serious answer now.
2: Yes, well, purely, purely because we predicted last season when we saw Stockport get to the top of the league and you start they start steamrolling. We said Stockport have got the ability to go back to back here. Yeah,
4: that's so all. When... Our pre-season mm-hmm. too.
3: Yeah, and when when you look at Barrows last you, season, you look at everyone's league predictions. You see everyone was predicting Stockport at the top yeah and the vast majority of people were massively putting barrow at the bottom quarter a lot were putting them in the relegation yeah. spots
4: another way
3: yeah. i remember sitting
2: and watching the most dull nil-nil game of football i've ever seen in my life on the opening day against doncaster and looking at the score between barrow and stockport I'm going, "Fucking going this is going to be a special season yeah. I mean the, the Pete Wilde wild effect is just massive isn't it. So massive, we, we, yeah. we, will, we will come to that question but just about you yeah we'll, we'll we'll let you finish about signing for for Barrow first. Uh so you, you got wind that they were interested and then found out that you were you were free to go.
4: Yeah. Was it so just I mean, Barrow? Uh yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that 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 was severe interest that they'd approached me and Dan yeah. Um, and the, and Stockport, so yeah, they obviously. Then I went and met Pete, and I think meeting Pete just kind of he just sealed everything. Really, as, as to be fair, because Stockport at the time I'd met Pete, Stockport said you can go and meet him, but they hadn't said I couldn't go, so they didn't say I could go yet. Right, like leave the club, but they said I could go meet Pete. So me in the back of my head still thought I had a chance at Stockport whilst meeting Pete but I wanted to go see what Pete was obviously what his plans were at Barrow yeah Um, and at the time I think (coughs) I hadn't made a decision properly and every time every day I wake up and think I just I need to go sign for Barrow and I'd go into Stockport training and training would be good and I'd enjoy it and I'd do well And then I get home and it'd be in my head again. I think, oh, do I, don't I? Then I wake up again and I need to go to Barrow. And I think I must've had the conversation with my missus, my dad, every couple of hours, every day, for about a week.
3: The difficult, I think a real difficulty is it's two class, class managers, I think, there as well. And we said all last season, they are head and shoulders, the best managers that were in the National League last season. Yeah. And I still think the two of them are two of the best managers in League Two.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. What Pete Wilde did with Halifax last season—I mean, well, you see, look at look at Halifax this season when when he's gone, and then you look at you look at last you look at last season's Barrow and this season's Barrow. I oh, no, there's, yeah. there's a common thing with them. Yeah, there's there's something special in both guys. There, you know. Challoner and and Pete Wilde, but when you meet with Pete Wilde, then I'm guessing it's around Manchester because that's where Barrow yeah. are sort of think Barrow was, training and stuff, which is
4: not I think. Is, nuts good, I think
2: because like he's from that area, isn't he? He's from around that yeah. area,
4: yeah, he's from around
2: here, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you end up meeting with Pete Wilde. What does Pete Wilde sell you about this season coming up because he's not managed a Barrow game properly yet, no. He's inherited a, a team that finished fourth bottom, Grant. Third or fourth bottom.
3: Third or fourth bottom, and he'd had not much time because obviously he went through the playoffs. Yeah. With he went in the playoffs with Halifax and then had the shortest time to build a squad.
0: Yeah.
3: Because mm-hmm. building a squad from the playoff final to the start of League Two is a matter of weeks.
2: Yeah. yeah. So what What does he say to you? Like, what? How does he pitch this season? What What did Pete Wilde in preseason think this season was going to be? Well, don't say, don't say, I, I don't say. He said to you, at "Beginning of December we will be sacked forth." <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs>
4: no, it, that, that's the thing. Though he he was just so down to earth, and he he sold it in a way of of how he played and how. Because every time I played against his sides, he'd always speak to me after. We'd always have a chat after. I remember my old manager, uh, Gary Johnson. I remember him having a go at me speaking to Pete after we just played Halifax live on TV and Pete pulled me on the way out and we were laughing, like having a little joke and, and then he, <laughs> Gary Johnson told me off for it. But, and then we had, we had that chat, to be fair, when we met. Um, but he, t- he just thought the, the way he wanted to play, his formation he wanted to play, um, how he's going to go about the season with... You can never predict where you're going to be. Like I was going there with the, seeing the predictions that like you just said that they were going to be bottom two. But yeah. knowing what he'd done with Halifax and seeing the way he played with his teams he's had, mm-hmm. um, he didn't really have to sell anything to me as, oh, we're going to go in the league. It was just how... More, more about how he was going to improve me as a player as well as be part of that team. as like He wanted to improve everyone individually. Yeah. So, it was, it, I'd never, re- like I said, never really had that before when someone's come in and gone, right, individually we're going to work with you to improve you as well as win football matches on a weekend, which is ultimately what his job mm. is about. If he don't win on a Saturday, they don't care if they've improved Ben Whitfield, do you know what I mean? And yeah. him to say that whilst he needs, he's he got the pressure of going to win on a weekend kind of name me think, well, if you can improve me, we, everyone can improve and I know I can improve and... He, he does that on a weekly basis now which is exactly what he, he said
2: fair play when, when you sign for a club and you like you, there's certain points i'm sure where you go i've made the right choice here mm. or i've made a horrific mistake how far into your time at barrow did you go this is it this has been the correct decision
4: after the second game of the season. Genuinely. After Bradford game. I think just the yeah. whole we just won three two against the league favourites and then we go against Bradford who was supposed to be up there as well. And we go and do the exact same. But concede in the ninety first minute and then go and win it in like the ninety fifth. I just thought then you you can have, you can beat you can beat a team on by luck against Stockport. But then to have the team to go do it again the week after, I thought, yeah, you know what, I've I've made the right decision here. Definitely.
3: I I remember our messages during that because after the first game, we were both like,
4: "Fucking hell,
3: Barrow," and then you were like, "Ah, "I'm a bit worried about next week," and then you just go out and do it, and I'm like, "Ah, "Holy." Jesus, this season is going to be crazy. Barrow are going to yeah. be a force to be reckoned. That's when.
4: I, that's when. Like I said, that's when I. I. I knew, and just the group of lads we've got as well. It's the togetherness it's, is, is
3: class. It's when you seen at the end of the first game, Pete Wild going over at the fans. He was just going mental, and just it, you no. just you just knew from the start. That he was going to have this relationship with the fans yeah. have this relationship with the club the exact same that he'd built with halifax and mm. he's looking to do it he's looking to push his onwards and upwards and yeah. i actually think it's a really exciting club to be involved with at the moment it, you're yeah. right it is it is
2: massive. It, it is and do you know what like i've i've dealt with a lot of people at barrow um i've had a lot of conversations with 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 staff at barrow and Uh, people couldn't be nicer like it it seems to be that there's just you know top down in that club everyone wanted to to help with the things that, that i went to them with and that's that's big for me like especially doing what we're doing with we're we're a league two podcast we're not anything special we don't claim to be but what we're trying to do is give league two the view that we don't get as a as a league league two doesn't get the coverage it deserves we don't get the yeah. sky games we don't get that sort. so we're just trying to do that and 23 out of the 24 clubs accept that and work with us mm-hmm. there's only one that doesn't um which i won't name that, that puts 23 clubs on, on alert going have we said yes or no <laughs> we so no, I can guarantee the one he's going yep he's talking about us um, so that goal against Stockport by the way we haven't covered it off properly but genuinely what's going through your mind at that moment leading up to that goal
4: it was ca- like I played against Macca was right back he was probably the guy I was closest to at Stockport and er uh, he kind of was stretching for it and knocked it in my path, and I only had one. I took a touch, and there was I only had one option really. Yeah. And there was such a tight gap, and I thought we'll just shoot. And then I, I put my head down, and then just saw the net ripple, and I just, I don't know. I just thought flipping heck. What does what does he say to you though? So then. What the, the manager? No, no, no. Obviously the right back. Oh, I and you know what I think he I think he just went. Finish wits. so <laughs> <laughs> thinking I'm gonna get rich when I get in. That room. <laughs> but to be fair, like like you say, it was I didn't I didn't want to over celebrate because I understood that I'd just got promoted with him. It had been nine days. Yeah. So I wasn't gonna go flipping celebrating in front of the Cheetah and going crazy. But I was absolutely buzzing. Man, like I'm not it. gonna lie. If
2: I was in your position, then. I would have taken every item of clothing off I had um,
3: <laughs> and done laps in oh, celebration. It went, through, it went
4: through my head, I can't lie. So <laughs> nice.
3: it, would been, it would have been the most hated man in Stockport yeah, exactly. as well.
4: And I, and the fact the the thing is, if the, the fans were so nice to me, so I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> they had a, I had a lot of respect for them and they had a lot of respect for me, so I, I wouldn't have done that. And
2: I well, think, you know, if you can remember that, you know, remember where you're from. When you play bradford <laughs> Just remember that remember where you were born and raised um you know i'll try you'll try oh i'm dre- i'm dreading it if honestly i'm dreading it now i'm not because i mean it's gonna be it'll be hilarious and i I mean
3: right. he's already done it to me when he's battered hartlepool the other week he's got to do it he's got to do it to you as well
2: i tell you what though and this way it gets a little bit awkward then bend on it really because I bet you wish you'd come on after that Hartlepool game, and not after last week's game.
4: Yeah, we won't talk about Friday. We won't talk about Friday.
2: Oh, we won't. We won't. we, won't, we won't. No, <laughs> not. No. <laughs> it was not. To be fair, though, and I'm gonna I, like we won't. It, it wasn't. A, it was a horrible result for you guys, Stephenie Jam and not Mugs this season. They and we,
4: honestly, if they play like they played on Friday, they will go in the league hands down. You think they'll honestly, win the league? Win. Yeah, if they play like they did on Friday, yeah. every single week, not one team in this league will beat them.
0: Yeah,
3: and and I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you've said that.
4: It's okay. Honestly, <laughs> Just... they were they were so they were physical, they were resilient, everything. They were very very good at what they did, and they. I, I wouldn't even say we were out fought or battled or we, like in football terms we weren't outplayed on the pitch. They just were so it just direct. They just knew, and they were just clinical. And yeah. there were two great finishes, two set pieces, and a penalty. And you think, well, fair, fair play. Yeah,
2: and it's everything you expect a Steve Evans team to be as well. Yeah, and he he just he's he's doing it. You you guys and Stevenage this season. I mean, we predicted Stevenage because. We, we didn't. We predicted they'd do well. We didn't
3: predict they would do this well. I had Stevenage fifth in my prediction. I don't even. I can't remember where I had them in my. I had
2: them finishing fifth in my prediction. I had you guys down. I think I had you guys like of twenty first. I did. I, oh no, sorry, no. I had you. I had your relegation. I did. I had yourselves in Carlisle. Um, I had Carlisle just for laugh because Carlisle fans are really easy to wind up. Um, if you don't lead with an elbow, you can just lead with a tweet. Um, (laughs) but yeah, no. So that's, we don't really need to go into Friday because it's, it's Steve Evans and it's a Stevenage side who this season are really, really doing some impressive stuff. So we'll talk about that Hartlepool game the other week. And there's a, there's a reason though. No, there is actually, there is actually a reason because so. Back in early October, we do a weekly 606 Twitter space where fans come on and have a chat. And Grant was talking about Hartlepool. 15 games into the season we were. Hartlepool were on nine points after 15 games. And Grant,
3: very bold. You love bringing this up, don't you? I do. Grant very boldly said... Hartlepool so to the, the end game, of the year. Fi- yeah, the games, that, uh, games, game's the end of the year.
2: Nine games left of the, the calendar year. Harley Poole getting 15 points. I said Has Grant to you've got get 15 points. I said, Grant, you've got nine points from 15 so far. Where are these coming? And he listed results. And it, it was so it was the teams, it was picking, he was going barrow beatable. I was like, you were second or third at the time, and I was like, Barrow beatable. Like honestly, when you you've said I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a, a difficult, a, not a difficult question, because for me it's a really easy question. But you said if Stevenage play the way that they played, they'll win the league. Do you think. I'm guessing you've played both of the bottom two at the minute Gillingham. Is it Gillingham and Poole's Grant at the minute? Gillingham and Hartlepool. Have you played Gillingham yet? Yeah. Okay. One each. Do you believe that Gillingham and Hartlepool are in a false position
4: um, or do you think? I mean, we played Hartlepool at our place and I think every time we walk out onto our home pitch, we I don't know what it is and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can't put the finger on it either. But we were well, like Stevenage did uh, to us, we we're, were a, a very out of possession, solid and in possession, mm. clinical. Um, Gillingham were played away from home. Um, went, I think we went one nil up, and then they yeah. scored from a set piece. And they had, I think they're struggling to score goals, aren't they? I think They've scored
2: six. Yeah, six. I think
4: that's an area yeah. that obviously that they're they're struggling with. And I think if you're going to stay in League Two, you you need to be scoring goals. Mm. Um, a few of our lads have had Keith Curl as a manager before and they say he's a good manager. So I, 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 I couldn't tell you who's going to go down, honestly. It's League 2. I, I,
3: I'm going to be fair in this match, Leo. In that defence, we had three full-backs playing in a back four. We only, yeah, one, we only had one fit centre-back. Big Josh Humerer was injured and suspended for that game. Yeah, it was. It, it, yeah, and if you if you're sitting there as a team and Pete, I was like, right lads, we've got a makeshift defence here. Um, <laughs> fill your boots. You must love hearing that as an attacking player going. This de- this defence has been thrown together. Go for it.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the analysis that goes in at Barrow is. Second to none. Um they they do everything down to a T and we knew that especially when the team got listed, got named, we knew there was three full backs and a back four. So that was an area we could target. Um, but I think like I said, I think when you when you when a, as an attacker when you go out on a football pitch anyway, I think the way especially we play at Barrow, if you're not confident then there's no reason why you shouldn't be. Because of of the seat, of the start we've had and and the, some of the teams we've beaten already when we were supposed to be down there as like they, they said at mm-hmm. the start, so there's no reason why we shouldn't be be confident as as a as a, as a mm-hmm. collective team and especially going forward. Hundred um, percent,
2: Grant. Question for you: I, 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 We spoke about that one game there. You had three yeah. fullbacks in defence. You know, okay, fine. I'll give you that. About the other nineteen games.
3: This isn't about this podcast. Isn't about (laughs) me (laughs) and (laughs) Hartlepool. We uh, thing is so going back to Grant's fifteen
2: points from nine games. We're now eight games into that nine, and he's he's got three points. So Grant's currently trying to work out how this weekend he can
3: potentially get twelve
2: points out of one game.
3: Um, Who've they got? This weekend, so this weekend was Friday's Crawley, and then there's Rochdale. That's a six-pointer. Um, there's Newport coming up. That's a six-pointer. Every <laughs> game's every a game six-pointer just point. now. Thought, yeah. <laughs> and then first game of the year is Harrogate as well. Six-pointer. Wow. I'm writing off. I'm writing off Mansfield. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm going into the Crawley pool game, so I'm gonna give a fair assessment of this. Um yeah. They've well, the
4: manager, aren't
2: they? Yeah, Matt Matty Everington. Um jury's out. Cracking result of the weekend.
4: Yeah, they did
2: they, um, were, they, they won did not they? Yeah, swindon 2-0. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Which 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 isn't bad. Um yeah, do you know, this is this is between us. Oh no, I can't say this. This is ho- This is horrible. This no, I'm gonna say it between us this weekend. 50 uh, 13 goals shipped. This is not good. Um you Did count you as double, that? to be fair. You count as double. So you get the five for Barrow and then you get the three for Bradford as well. So we'll get 16 goals between us. Um absolutely fuming. Well,
3: look, we've we've shall we get on to some questions. Oh, about, I've got one. Um about I was going to say about your teammates. We will do. Before we do, one last question. It's from
2: Dan in Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to
4: know... What was He's it like to score against. Did he message you as well? He's he messaged me asking, yeah. Uh, well, That's how really I, just, I just knew. Oh, there you go. He's the only Dan in Stockport.
2: He must be. No, in Barrow. <laughs> In Barrow.
4: <laughs>
3: Right, Grant, 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 some questions for you. Are you ready? So So Dom Telford was right up for this. So I hope you're as up for it as Dom was. So this is questions on your teammates. First, who has the worst taste in music?
4: Worst taste in music? Oh. Oh that's a good question. Because I honestly don't. I've never. Really is anyone,
3: in the, anyone in the chain in the back in the lockers putting the tunes on you like that is just awful. Get that off.
4: No, we have one DJ and he's a, Josh Kane. He's he's bang on every game day. So that's the question because I don't actually know the answer to that. So what what sort of tunes I is he putting on? Jordan Jordan Stevens with a few songs that have been played in the change rooms that are bangers and he's gone. This music's crap. <laughs> What's, oh, the banger,
3: what's the bangers in the changing room?
4: Uh there's some old like, some old school, like just from like the killers have been played and things like that. And then there's he's just like nah, it's just rubbish.
2: I bet, <laughs> I bet Niall Canavan listens to uh Eiffel yeah. 65 and Cotton Eyed Joe <laughs> and stuff like that.
3: Right. <laughs> so since we don't know that one who's the worst dressed at the club?
4: Worst dressed. Dan uh, Dan <laughs> worst dress, I would say, Connor Brown. He's, an he's example of why he's came in the other week with like a sheepskin jumper, like it just looked like he coming in his rug. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, definitely, he's the worst dress, hundred percent. Who's got the worst trim? <laughs> There's a few hanging on for dear life. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Josh, Josh K is hanging on for dear life with his trim. He's got a <laughs> flip-flop head. Um, where's trim? Um, oh, oh, such, such a difficult question when you just know there's some players really hanging on with their hair and you know it's about to go. <laughs> That's what Grant that's what Grant's been like. Yeah, I just like shaved mine off. D- during lockdown one, literally,
2: we went to lockdown on the 23rd of March. Five days in, Grant sends me a video, a video going, Oh, barbers are close. He shaved his head. Shaved like, my head Grant, it's five yeah. days? You weren't even going to the barbers in that five days. <laughs> just Grant panicked and just shaved
3: his hair off, and then, then he's just kind of stuck to it now. New question. Who picks up the most stupid finds?
4: Ooh josh gordon what's he getting, fined? Down, what's, what's he getting fined for absolutely every so sloppy and just silly that like, he'll leave stuff on the bus to and the thing is he done not he don't he won't accept it he won't accept that he's been fined so he battles and battles in the group chat saying no i'm not paying i'm not paying i'm just not paying it when he's, he's done what he's done like i think he's obviously you're late he lives in, in, in a crew way so they travel into manchester and he's late sometimes because the traffic's quite bad and he's like well i've let them know i'm going to be late i can't help it i'm like well you're still late and then he battles and battles and says i'm not paying it <laughs> i think then obviously because he gets like that people spin that we've got a wheel that they spin and the, it lands on nominate and then they nominate josh just because it annoys him even more <laughs> <laughs> He gets fined and then has to pay other people's fines right? as <laughs> well. <A little
3: bit. laughs> who's the first one out in the bleep test?
4: I've never done one with them. So who's never... the slow?
3: Who's the slowest in the team then? Slowest.
4: Uh, Tom White.
2: I thought I. I thought you were going to say Canavan. He's, no, too, scared
3: t- to say Caravan.
4: He's too scared to say Canavan. Uh, Canavan's actually quite quick. No, Tom White. Tom White. slowest.
3: Final question. I think you know what might be coming.
4: He's not from Dan, is it? In Barrow? No,
3: no. Oh no! <laughs> Answer this question, however way you will.
2: Dom Telford, by the way, didn't even
3: hesitate.
4: Ah, oh, you do you know how much pressure you've just stuck on me.
3: Who's the longest in the shower?
4: George
2: Ray. Hey! <laughs> the worst part was right. I'm glad. I'm so glad you did that and just shut up because Dom Telford didn't just say it. He went on to explain, and we had to stop him. But like, Dom, no, please. it was like, hands down, by far. It's not even like Dom. We don't. We didn't. We don't
4: need to know. I can explain why if you want me to. Oh, go on then. Has, <laughs> I think he has a ritual every... So, oh, I don't, don't know what day it is, but he shaves every hair on his body. And it must be in there for ages to shave it. What, well, he does it. it at the club? Yeah. That's insane. Everything. Every bit of
0: hair. <laughs> 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 every
4: single... <laughs> <laughs>
2: well we've reached the end well, i'd say the end it's not the end you've still got your career but we've reached the end of your career <laughs> till this point here um sounded like a final moment then didn't it and now, um,
3: and now.
2: <laughs> yeah so honestly genuinely thank you so much for coming on it is it's we do appreciate it. We really enjoy doing things like this and it's it's still new to us. So we're, we're kind of, we're trying to make them a bit different. We don't do it too serious. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Um, <laughs> we, that's do why have a fa-
3: we do have a favor to ask you though. Oh, do we oh. ask this off camera? We'll ask it off camera after, yeah, we'll, we'll ask, it off, ca- off, ask camera it off camera after. after. Yeah, it's, it's a good
2: favor. Okay. Um It's a challenge. Okay. Okay. So yeah honestly thank you for coming on guys everyone who's watched thank you very much for watching grant is gonna walk us out i got the point correct
3: yay we've got the point down everyone thank you very much for listening once again i this has been great fun i think we're just loving this more and more i'm doing these interviews every week ben thank you so much for coming in man it's it's been brilliant uh, that was best of luck for the rest of the season everyone Give us a follow on all of our socials, like it, hit that retweet button, share it out, whatever the hell you want. Rate us five stars on Spotify, Apple Music. Leave a comment. Cool, everyone. We've been the lower league.
4: Look. Cheers, guys.